economy of a place, the economic report, and what anyone is saying about a place has never been the deciding factor or the regulator of the blessings of God upon his children. Hello there, greetings in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast of today. I believe God to do something remarkable in your life through this broadcast. I believe God to touch you on a personal level. I believe God that you will receive a word in season through this broadcast and through what you receive as a result of this encounter, you will step up in destiny. There will be a supernatural upgrade in every area of your life from this day in the name of Jesus. By the way, I want to wish you a very glorious month. I want to believe that every day of this month will bring you good news in the name of Jesus. I want to believe that the grace and the glory of God will speak for you this month. I want to believe I decree that evil accusers will not prevail against you. I decree that the Lord will preserve you from evil setups. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will raise up voices to speak for you this month. The Lord will raise up voices to recommend you for good this month. I decree that all the days of this month, it shall be days of blessings, it shall be days of testimonies, it shall be days of increase in the name of Jesus. You will not lack help this month. You will enjoy help. You shall have remarkable testimonies of the help of God in the name of Jesus all through the days of this month may you enjoy direction may you hear the voice of God on a personal level may you hear God by yourself in the name of Jesus I decree that all through the days of this month you will not walk into the waiting trap of the wicked every orchestration of hell every arrangement of hell orchestrated against you projected against you we shall not prevail in the name of Jesus now I decree that by the Spirit of God, this month, you will grow in your love for God. You will grow in your understanding of the ways of God in the name of Jesus. I believe God that this for you shall be a month of divine turnaround. And I pray specially for someone who is watching me right now. Regardless of the threat of job losses, it is not your portion in the name of Jesus. I speak into your life today as an individual. You will not lose your job. You will not be out of job. The favor of God will speak for you. God will raise up strategic, relevant voices to speak in your favor. And I prophesy over your life today, you will not be out of job. You will not lose your job in the name of Jesus. That what is working against others shall work in your advantage. In the name of Jesus, the hand of God is upon you. The anointing of God is speaking for you. And the favor of God will bring a testimony for you. In the name of Jesus, may you be blessed of the Lord all through this month. May you flourish in grace and glory all through this month. In the name of Jesus, I decree that you will enjoy good news from far and near. In the name of Jesus, for you and every member of your household, all through this month, you are protected, you are preserved. Wherever you find yourself, wherever you go, may you enjoy the preservation of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, that all through the days of this month for you and every member of your household you will go out in peace you will return with joy in the name of Jesus nothing that belongs to you nothing that connects to you will be corrupted by the enemy you will not lose any good thing this month in Jesus name it is settled 
Amen and amen and amen. Once again, thank you for joining us on the broadcast of today. I believe that God is set to do something remarkable in our lives this day in the name of Jesus. I'd like to encourage you to please share this video right now. It is a good thing to do. It is a good thing to do. It's a good thing to spread light to the lives of others. There is someone whose life may be dependent on this. Someone whose next dimension may be dependent on this. And just one statement, just one word that they will hear today from this broadcast can open them up to the next dimension of their lives. So please let us be a blessing to someone right now. Click on the share button and share this video on your page. Please don't just hear me and not take action. Click on the share button right now. Make sure that this video is shared on your page. And if you can, copy the link of the video and put it up on your WhatsApp status, on your Facebook status. Let somebody get to watch this video as a result of your effort. And God will bless you richly in the name of Jesus. I will be back after this time out to share God's word with us today. It's going to be explosive. This will mark a major turning point in your life. I'm excited about it and I know that this is your day to enjoy the touch of the Lord like you've never felt it before. I'll see you after this time out. God bless you. This is Power to Excel with Dr. Sule Emanuel. to Jesus. Welcome back. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for staying put. I want to believe that you've shared this video already. Please, if you haven't done that, make sure you do that right now. In case you're just joining us, thank you for joining us on this broadcast. And as you watch, I want to encourage you to please share this video. We are carriers of good news as children of God, and this broadcast brings good news. So make sure that you spread this good news with someone. Let someone get to watch this video and someone gets blessed also like you will be blessed in the name of Jesus. I'd like to also encourage you to please get a notepad, get a pen, get a notepad, get a pen so you can take down lessons because as God's word comes, there are some personal statements that God will be speaking to you. It is important you get it documented and you'll look back to this day, three days from now, one week from now, three years from now, seven years from now, and you'll look back and say, it was that word that God released on my spirit as a result of that broadcast that has brought me to this dimension of glory. So please make sure that you hold this moment very dear because what determines what we pull out from encounters like this is the value that we attach to moments like this. There is someone watching right now, critical questions that have been in your heart for a long time, God will be giving answers to them this day in the name of Jesus. So it is absolutely necessary that you attach great importance to this moment. Refuse to be distracted. Fix your eyes on this broadcast and you will look back and say indeed it was worth it in the name of Jesus Christ. By the grace of God, today we're looking at the subject, victory over all forms of distractions. Victory over all forms of distractions. Understanding how to identify, how to discern, and how to prevail over distractions. It is important that you understand that to become all that God wants you to be, you must win in this area of identifying and prevailing over distractions. Our Bible text is taken from Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. And Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. And Matthew chapter 6 verse 22 says, The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, 
spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precept. Friends, I'd like us to understand that in our journey in life, in our pursuit in destiny, we must be aware of the introductions. We must be aware of the assignments. We must be aware of the attack of distractions. Listen to this, dear friends. Whoever cannot identify a distraction becomes a casualty of distraction. Whoever cannot identify a distraction becomes a victim of distraction. You cannot be too busy running the race of life that you cannot identify what a distraction is. You cannot be too busy on an assignment that you fail to discern what a distraction is. It must be clear to you and settled in your heart what you want and what you do not want. It must be clear to you and settled in your heart what you need to avoid, what you need to run away from to run this race with minimal or no regrets. It is important that you understand this. As we look at our contemporary times and also Bible records, we see how many great destinies were polluted, many great destinies were contaminated as a result of the attack of destruction. But we also see the testimonies of certain men and women who prevailed in destiny, whose lives moved from glory to glory because they were able to win over destruction. The glorious testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ while on earth was a testimony of victory over destruction. The testimony of Daniel was a testimony of victory over destruction. The glorious, beautiful, remarkable, outstanding testimony of Joseph was a testimony of victory over destruction. But you see the case of a Gehazi, the case of a Judas. These were people who were victims of destruction. They could not prevail over destruction. And despite the fact that they started well but they ended in regret despite the fact that they started on a glorious path they ended in shame I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. You will not end in shame. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that by the wisdom of God, you will not end in reproach. In the name of Jesus. I'd like you to get on the comment section right now and write it there. Say, I must finish well. I must finish well. Even as you do this now, the grace to finish well is coming upon you right now. I must finish well. The devil will not write the last chapter of my life. I must finish well. The attack of hell, orchestrations of hell, evil determination will not succeed against me. My marriage will go well. No devil will write the last chapter of my marriage. I like you to write it down. I must finish well, both on the comment section and on your notepad. It's a prophetic stand. I must must finish well in the name of Jesus by the grace of God by my submission to the ways of God by my submission to the wisdom of God I must finish well in the name of Jesus dear friends I like us to understand that winning over destruction is important to the manifestation of destiny winning over destruction is important to the manifestation of a fulfilled existence it is important because every person who desires desires greatness must have a testimony in this area every person who desires to live an outstanding significant life every person who desires to become a positive reference in their generation must have a testimony in this area if you cannot identify a distraction you are probably living a distracted life if you cannot identify a distraction you are probably living a distracted life so it is important you understand this there are many people today who would have become stars in their world but the enemy has used distraction to pull them to the lowest level in life. There are many people today whose voice would have been outstanding in their world. Many people today who would have been enjoying a testimony of glory to glory, increase to increase. But because of the attack of destruction, the enemy has succeeded in killing their voice. A 
major weapon of the devil to fight the greatness of people is to sponsor the attack of destruction. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will win over attacks of destruction. You will prevail. The Lord will help you to identify them and he will give you grace to win over them in the name of Jesus. I'd like us to look at this briefly now. What is a distraction? What is a distraction? A distraction is an unhealthy attraction that breaks your focus. A distraction is an unhelpful attraction, unhealthy attraction that breaks your focus and hinders desired progress. A distraction takes your focus away from the things that truly matter. A distraction takes your focus away from the things that are truly important. Listen, friends, one of the greatest tragedies that can befall a person with a great destiny, one of the greatest tragedies that can befall a person with a great assignment is to be distracted by a wrong thing. Is to be distracted by something that does not matter is to be distracted by something that is opposite of your assignment is to be distracted by something that is opposite of your divine destiny i like us to understand this dear friends that a life of regret is inevitable when a person loses track of the things that truly matter a life of regret is inevitable when a person loses focus when a person deviates from the things that truly matters to their destiny friends it is not enough to be busy with so many things it is not enough for you to be everywhere what determines fulfillment what determines a great life is for you to be occupied with the things you are supposed to be occupied with is for you to be busy for you to be focused with the things that truly matter Nothing corrupts destinies. Nothing terminates greatness. Nothing slows down a life like the assignment of destruction. So it's important that we understand this because we have seen it again and again how the enemy has succeeded in killing the voice of people. How the enemy has succeeded in corrupting the testimony of people. How the enemy has succeeded in pulling people from grace to grass through the orchestration of destruction. Distraction means to draw away. Distraction means to pull away. Distraction means to draw attention from an original intention. Distraction means to draw attention away from an original direction. Distraction means to draw attention from an original message. Distraction means to draw attention from an original intention. Distraction means to draw away from an original interest. Distraction means to pull away. There are so many people today that the enemy has succeeded in pulling away. He has pulled them away from their original message. He has pulled them away from their original direction. He has pulled them away from their original interest. He has pulled them away from their original destination. There are so many people today who the enemy is succeeding against through the orchestration of destruction. Listen, it is still happening in our world today. There are people today, the enemy has orchestrated destruction in their marriages. Orchestrated destruction in their business, orchestrated destruction in their churches, orchestrated destruction all around them. Now we are focused on things that don't matter. We are focused on things that are opposite of what God told us. We are focused on things that are opposite of the covenant, on the vows that we made with God. I like to look at a story from scriptures that I believe you will learn from. It's recorded in 1 Kings chapter 13 from verse 11, I think down to 25. It is the story of the young prophet and the old prophet. This was a young prophet who had found it right with God. This was a young prophet who was passionate, who had a heart for God. And God gave him an instruction and God sent him to go to Bethel. God sent him from Judah to go to Bethel. But there was also an old prophet in the land of Bethel. Listen to me carefully and listen to this counsel very, very clearly. 
Be careful of people who used to have a walk with God. Be careful of people who used to be on for God. Be careful of people who used to have a walk with God. Not many of them want a revival. Not many of them want a restoration. Be careful. There are many of them who want to pull you down to their level so that the condemnation against them will be diverted to you also. Many just want you to share in their shame. Your downfall will make them appear like saints to others. So you've got to be careful. Because there are many of us who are cleaving to people who have missed it in their work with God. We are trying to restore them back. Listen to me carefully. You cannot restore everybody. There are people you cannot help. There are people you must try to help from a distance. There are people you must intercede for from a distance. Don't allow your loving heart, your unguided heart, to become the instrument that the enemy uses against you. Don't allow your unguided heart, loving heart, generous heart, you just want to see that people are better without recourse to the wisdom of God and the ways of God. Don't allow your good heart become the instrument that the enemy uses to bring you down. I'd like you to understand this, dear friends. In this wicked world, having a good heart is not enough. You must have a working mind. In this wicked world, where you cannot see the wickedness of people merely looking at their faces, it is important that beyond just having a good heart, you must have a working mind, you must have a brain that works, you must have discernment, so that your good heart does not cause you pain, so that your good heart does not result in regret. So the Bible showed us about this young prophet. The young prophet got to Bethel to deliver the message that God had asked him to deliver. And he went to meet the king and said, Thus hear the Lord, this is what God said is going to happen. Judgment will come to your house. God is raising up a voice, raising up a new person who will execute judgment, who will clean up the house, who will give attention to the ways and the things of God. And he spoke so boldly that the king was irritated and angry. And the king asked of his people to get him arrested. While the king had issued instruction, the king was eager to execute judgment quickly on this prophet. And the king stretched forth his hand on the prophet. And while the king attempted to do that, the hand of the king withered right there. This is a further validation that God was with his servant. A further validation that the servant of God did not come of himself, that God sent him. And the king cried out for help and said, My hand, my hand, my hand is withered. And the man of God intervened and God restored the hand of the king. And the king further appealed to him as a way to show he was sorry and said, Please follow me to my house. Come and get something to eat. Please follow me. I just want to show you how sorry I am. And the man of God said to him, Even if you give me half of your kingdom, I will not follow you. Because the Lord told me in clear terms, God said to me, do not eat in better, do not drink in better. And God told me, Father, do not go back to Judah by the same road that you came to Bethel. God was dated in his instruction. And the man of God departed from the palace, having fulfilled what God asked him to do. But the Bible showed us something, that there was an old prophet in town. And you see, by old prophet in this context of my sharing, I'm not speaking of age. There was an old prophet in town, one who used to have a walk with God, one who used to be on fire for God, who has become an ex-anointed man. Listen, be careful of ex-anointed men. Be careful of ex-anointed women, people whose testimonies of God is now in past tense. People whose encounters with God is now in their yesterday. Be careful of such people. And the Bible showed us that the sons the mentees of this old prophet told him, they went to meet him and said, Sir, see what has happened. There's a man who came today who said some remarkable things to the king, who stood on the path of integrity. The king tried to bribe him. This man did not fall for it. Probably the old prophet was one who had been bought over by the king of the land. So it was strange to them that there was still a man like this. They said, this man did not fall despite all that the king tried to do to bribe him, he did not succumb. And the old prophet said to his sons, tell me what road did he take? What path did he take back to Judah? 
and the sons of the young of the old prophet told him he took this road you can follow him and you can trace him if you follow that path and the bible showed us remarkably so that the old prophet chased after the young prophet and when he found the young prophet he said to the young prophet i heard of the remarkable things that happened today i heard of how you stood on the path of integrity such a brilliant work such a wonderful work please will you follow me home to Bethel, to eat follow me home just to get something to eat you have done well and the young prophet replied to him and said sir the lord told me not to eat anything in Bethel. the instruction the counsel of the lord was clear and this old prophet resorted to lying. This old prophet decided to lie. And the old prophet said to the young prophet, he said, an angel of the Lord appeared to me and said to me that you must follow me to eat at my place. He had to use lies to sway the young prophet. Listen, be careful of people who pervert God's word. Be careful of people who twist the word of God just for you to make a compromise. Be careful, be careful of people who pervert the word of God just for you to break your principles. Be careful of people who twist the word of God just to make you do things that you're not supposed to do. And this old prophet perverted the situation and the young prophet fell for it and followed the old prophet home. This was a man that the instruction of God was clear to. He fell for this distraction. He fell for these lies. And he followed the old prophet home. And while they were eating on the table, the word of the Lord came through the old prophet. God decided to speak through this liar. And the word of the Lord came. And God said to the young prophet, Because you have disobeyed me, my word to you was clear. The assignment was clear. I never sent you to battle to eat. I would not change what I said. You fell for these lies. You fell for this distraction. Toss, saith the Lord. You will not return back home alive. Because you chose not to stick to what I told you. You will not return back home alive. And the Bible showed us that while this young prophet was returning home after eating with this old prophet, a lion accosted him, killed him. But guess what? The lion did not devour his body. The lion stood by his body while his donkey stood on the other side. The lion neither ate his flesh nor devoured his donkey. God was trying to pass a message that even while you were returning home, probably this lion was here, but your obedience to my ways was your preservation. Your refusal to be distracted was your preservation. i like us to understand this, that when we refuse to be distracted, there's a preservation we enjoy. When we choose to stay put on what God told us to do, when we choose to stay put on our agreement with God, there's a preservation that we enjoy. And the Bible showed us that this young prophet lost it right there. And the sons of the old prophet got to hear what had happened and they returned and told the old prophet, see what has happened and the old prophet mourned for the young prophet and said indeed that young man was anointed of the lord but guess what the story of the young prophet now has become a lesson for others to learn from the story of the young prophet has now become a bitter lesson for others to learn from i'd like you to understand this dear friends an anointed man a gifted woman who rejects the counsel of the lord would be a casualty of distraction an anointed man, an anointed woman who rejects the discipline of the Lord, who rejects the counsel of the Lord, will become a casualty of destruction. Listen, because when you become too big to submit yourself to counsel, you become too small in the hands of the enemy. When you become too big to take counsel, there are people today, nobody can counsel them nobody can advise them they are running in the path of destruction they are falling for a distraction and God is speaking through his servant God is speaking through those ahead of them but nobody can advise them when you become too big to take counsel you become too small in the hands of the enemy when you become too big to take counsel you become too small for the enemy to destroy so we see how the old prophet succeeded in distracting the young prophet listen to me carefully dear friends 
Many times the enemy will use someone close to you to distract you. Many times the enemy will use someone close to you to distract you. Observe this. There was nothing that Jeroboam the king could say to make the young prophet lose ground on his stand. But it was easy for the old prophet to sway the young prophet. Many times the enemy will use someone close to you to make you derail. He will use an Eve to make Adam to disobey. If it was someone else who came with the suggestion of Adam eating the apple, Adam would never have obeyed. Many times the enemy will use someone who is close to you to make you derail so that it will be difficult for you to say no. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord help you. Before destruction will prevail against you, may the help of God speak for you. Before the enemy will prevail to make you deviate from the ways of God, may the help of the Almighty God speak for you. Before the counsel of the devil will succeed in providing direction for your life, may the help of God speak for you. In the name of Jesus, I'd like you to get on the comment section right now and type on the comment section, Lord, awaken my discernment. Open my discernment. Type it right now. Open my discernment and also write it on your notepad. I'm giving you things to pray about. Lord, awaken my discernment. Because many times, the suggestions can come from the people closest to you. It takes an awakened discernment to know that this is a distraction. It takes an awakened discernment to know that this is not the voice, this is not the counsel of the Almighty God. Type it right now in the comment section. Lord, awaken my discernment. May I not be blind to a pit sponsored by the enemy because it was introduced and suggested by a friend. May I not end on the path of shame and regret because the enemy came through someone close to me. Lord, open my discernment. May I not end on an undesirable, unpleasant place because a suggestion came through someone who is close. Lord, open my discernment. May I not end in tears because a counsel came from someone that I trusted. And meanwhile, this was not the counsel of the Lord. Lord, awaken my discernment. So we said distraction means to draw away. Distraction means to pull away. As we look at the word of God, we see something remarkable in Joshua chapter 8. How Joshua used distraction to defeat the men of I. He used distraction. So distraction means to pull away. So you see from the story, I like to read this story to you so you can understand what God is saying. Joshua chapter 8 from verse 15 to 19. I like to read this to you. Joshua and the Israelite army fled toward the wilderness as though they were badly beaten distraction then all the men in the town were caught out to chase after them in this way they were lured away from the town there was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not chase after the Israelites and their town was left wide open then the Lord said to Joshua Point the spear in your hand towards I, for I will hand the town over to you. Joshua did as he was commanded. As soon as Joshua gave the signal, all the men in ambush jumped up from their position and poured into the town. They quickly captured it and set it on fire. So we can see from this passage how Joshua invaded a land by positioning a distraction that attracted the men of Ai. I want to ask you a very simple question today. What is the enemy using to distract you? What is that thing that the enemy is using to displace you? Is it an ungodly appetite? Is it an ungodly desire? What is that thing that the enemy is using to distract you from the things that truly matter? Is it your pride? Is it your ego? Is it your desire for a particular thing? What is that thing that the enemy is using to distract you? This is something you need to ponder on. Joshua succeeded in using a distraction to displace a people from their land. 
in our world today, the enemy is still using all kinds of distraction to pull people away from their area of strength. He's still using all kinds of strategy to pull people away from the life they are supposed to be living. Dear friends, I need you to know today that a distraction is anything that prevents you from accurately concentrating on that which is right for your life. I'd like to say that again. A distraction is anything that prevents you from accurately concentrating on that which is important for your life. A distraction is anything that prevents you from accurately concentrating on what is relevant for your life. A distraction is that thing that is not your intention but needs your attention. It can be a person, it can be a relationship, it can even be a business opportunity. Something that is not your intention but is taking all of your attention. A distraction is anything that prevents you from accurately concentrating on the things that are truly important for your life. I'd like you to understand this, dear friends, that what may be relevant to one person may not be relevant to you. And this is why you need to live with a sense of vision. What may be relevant to one person may not be relevant to you. That something is available should not make it desirable. That something is available does not mean you must go for it. Not every opportunity is a blessing. Some opportunities are distractions. Some opportunities are traps. The availability, the presence of an opportunity should not change your vision, should not change your direction. Your vision should determine the kind of opportunities you embrace. That something is available does not mean you must go for it. What may be a blessing to one may be a distraction to you. Your sense of vision should determine the things you embrace. Your sense of vision should determine the things that attract your time, your energy, your resources. That something is available does not mean it must be desirable. I also need to add here, dear friends, it's important that I add this, that a distraction can be an involvement that takes your attention from what you are supposed to be doing at a particular season. A distraction can be an involvement, can be a participation that takes your attention away from what you are supposed to be doing at a particular time of your life. There are certain things you are supposed to be doing at a particular time of your life. There are certain things that are part of God's dealings with you. There are certain things that are part of your covenant arrangement, covenant, you know, agreement with God. A distraction can be an involvement that takes your attention away from what you are supposed to be doing at a particular season or time of your life. Distraction changes focus. Distraction prevents a concentrated investment of your time. Distraction prevents a concentrated investment of your energy. Distraction prevents a concentrated investment of your resources. It is also important that you understand that there are people who are agents and channels of destruction. Just like the old prophet who spoke about a while ago. There are people who are agents of destruction. Either they initiate distractions or their presence in your life is a distraction. You must be quick to identify such people. You cannot be friends with every person. It is important. There are people whose presence in your life is a distraction. You cannot just allow anybody come into your private space, distracting you from the things that truly matter, introducing some wrong appetite, some wrong focus, you know, into your pursuit in destiny. Coming with an agenda to pull you away from your original intention. So you must understand that there are people who are agents of destruction, who are channels of destruction. In life and in destiny, we've said this again and again, that there are people you must meet and there are people you must miss. There are people that you don't need in your life. Because listen, when the wrong person enters your life, your focus is affected. When the wrong person enters your life, your passion is affected. 
When the wrong person enters your life, your energy is diverted. It is important. Delilah was a distraction to Samson. He did not know. When the wrong person enters your life, your passion will be affected. When the wrong person enters your life, your focus will be affected. It is important that you understand this. You do not need everybody in your life. There are certain significant, relevant destiny ordained people that you need. You need to pray them into your life. And when God brings them into your life, nurture such relationships. So you are careful not to introduce all kinds of people into your life who bring all kinds of baggages, who bring all kinds of appetite, who introduce all kinds of discussions. And before you know it, it has affected your focus. It has affected your passion. It has affected your perspective. It has affected your approach to life. There are people today whose marriages have packed up because certain people came into their lives. Many people today used to enjoy their marriage. Things used to be fine. But but when certain people began to bring all kinds of suggestions, when certain people began to bring all kinds of interpretation to things that don't matter, their perspective changed and before you know it, the agenda of the devil began to prevail in that home. It is important you understand this, that the enemy can come through people, they can become agents of destruction to pull you away from what God wants you to do, to pull you away from the things that truly matter. So dear friends, I'd like you to understand this, if you look deeply at some relationships in your life, you will discover that in reality, some relationships in your life are a distraction. If you look deeply, and I think it's important that once in a while, shred the people in your life, shred the people you spend time with, shred the people you communicate with in the privacy of your space, Ponder over your relationship with these people. It will be clear to you that certain people are distractions. They are not adding to you. Instead, they are pulling you away from the things that truly matter. The Bible says in Psalms 90 verse 12, Psalms 90 verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Teach us to think deeply so we will not live foolishly teach us how to think deeply so we will not embrace things that we don't need teach us to think deeply so we will not follow things on mere surface value teach us to think deeply so we will not end up where others have ended up teach us to think deeply so we'll be able to identify destiny distractions even from a distance teach us to think deeply Dear friends, I'd like us to understand this, that the root of foolish living is shallow thinking. When you refuse to think deeply, you live foolishly. When you embrace deep thinking before you do anything, you will not embrace foolishness. It will be clear to you what is the will of God and what is not the will of God. When you embrace anything and everything, when anything and everything can get your attention, it means you are not one who thinks deeply before making decisions. It is important that you understand this, that whatever arrests your attention gives you a fresh direction. Anything that succeeds in arresting your attention succeeds in giving you a fresh direction. It is important that you understand this. For a person of vision, for a person of purpose, you don't go everywhere because there are places that are a distraction. There are places that will distract you and will pervert your vision for life. A person of purpose understands that he cannot go everywhere. You cannot listen to everybody. Your purpose for life, your vision for life determines who you listen to and where you go to. It is important that you understand this very, very carefully. There are many people today whose lives, whose journey have been corrupted because certain people were introduced into their life. I pray that God will help you. You will not lose it in destiny. You will not end on the path of shame. You will not end on the path of regret. In the name of Jesus, I pray that through this broadcast, the grace for consistency in your walk with God is released upon you today. I decree that your discernment comes alive from today. That you'll be able to identify distractions even from a distance in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible shows us how Gehazi fell for distraction. 
Scripture shows us how Gehazi went after material benefits. And we see from scriptures that the material blessings that he took from Naaman was not really the problem, but his focus was the problem. Because his master asked him in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 26, after Gehazi had collected the material benefit from Naaman, his master asked him, Gehazi, is this the time to collect gifts? When you fail to understand timing, you will embrace things that don't matter. When you fail to understand the place, the power, the purpose of timing, you will embrace the things that don't matter. The Bible shows us how Judas, a disciple of Jesus, fell for destruction. It was after he had fallen for destruction, his eyes became opened, but it was already too late. And the Bible shows us how Samson, a man who great remarkable encounters preceded his birth, fell for destruction. But when his eyes became came opened, it was already too late. I pray for everyone who is watching me right now that from this day, your eyes are opened to the things that have the potential of causing you shame. Your eyes are opened to the things that have the potential of causing you regret. Your eyes are opened from today to identify the things that are capable of killing what God has entrusted in your hands. From this day, your eyes are opened in the name of Jesus Christ. Friends, distraction is an attraction that comes to take your eyes and your heart away from the things that truly matter. Distraction is an attraction that comes to take your heart to take your eyes away from the things that truly matter. Jesus said to matter, he said, this one thing is needful. Dear friends, as we run this journey of life, we must come to a point where we can discover and discern the things that truly matter, where we can say of a truth, these are the things that truly matter to me. That everyone is running in a particular direction does not mean you must run in that direction. There are seasons in your life where you may need to run in an opposite direction. Everyone may not understand what is going on with you, but you may just need to run in an opposite direction because that is what God wants for your destiny. You have to discern what is needful. So dear friends, as we advance in this, let us look quickly at some ways that we can overcome distraction so we can fulfill destiny in a grand style. These are strategies to overcoming distraction so we can become all that God wants us to be. These are strategies to overcoming distraction so that the devil does not win over us. The first way to identify and overcome distraction, have a clear vision that runs your life. Have a clear vision for your life, a vision for your marriage, a vision for your ministry, a vision for your business. Let this vision guide everything that you do. Let this vision guide everything that you accept. Let this vision determine the people you listen to. Let this vision guide the kind of things that you get involved in. Let this vision influence what you believe in. Listen friends, Satan's provision will prevail when you are not driven by a vision. The devil's distraction will win against you when you are not driven by a vision. A major weapon against distraction is a clear vision that you are disciplined with. Don't just get a vision for the idea of a vision. It must be a vision that drives you. It must be a vision that influences you. Don't just say, I've got a vision that I'm living my life with. Is that the vision that drives everything you do? Is that the vision that determines what you get involved in? Is that the vision that determines what you accept? Friends, if you must prevail over distraction, have a clear vision for your life. It may not make sense to every other person, but it's a vision for your life. Let there be a clear vision for your marriage. If there's a vision that guides your marriage, it will determine the people you 
listen to. If there's a vision that guides your business, it will determine the places you put your money in. Let there be a vision that guides your life. Because where there is no vision, you'll be a slave to distraction. Where there is a weak vision, you'll be a victim of destruction. Live with a sense of vision. A sense of vision will help you identify the things that you don't need in your life. A sense of vision will determine everything that you accept will determine the people that you accept into your life, the people that you embrace, the relationships that you sustain, a sense of vision. The second strategy to prevailing over destruction, give priority to a daily fellowship with God. Give priority to a daily fellowship with God. It's important. We talk about this every time, but we need to understand the place of fellowship because there are people today who get all so busy up with their life. They do not start their day with God. They don't spend time with God. The only time they get a fellowship as it were is in a congregational assembly or when someone has to lead them on it. Give priority to a daily fellowship with God. Listen, fellowship with God is the place of pruning. Fellowshipping with God is the place of alignment. Your moment of fellowship with God is the place of a refocus. Because there could be time where you are getting distracted as you spend time in fellowshipping with God. He realigns you back to what you're supposed to be doing. He opens your eyes to what you are not supposed to accept, what you are not supposed to embrace, or what you are supposed to accept at this season of your life. Fellowship with God every day will help your discernment. It will help your discernment. It will help you understand the signs that God is using to communicate to you. It will help you understand the signs that God is using to reveal that this is a distraction. Don't go for it. This is the right path. Walk in it. Fellowship with God is important that you do not suspend it until you are in a general assembly. You must have a personal on a daily basis where you meet with your father, where you commune with your father. Because fellowship with God is a place of realignment. In case you were losing it, every time we return back to him, we get a realignment back to how we are supposed to live, to what we are supposed to do. So when the enemy wants to prevail with the attack of distraction over a person, he gives you reasons not to spend time with God. He makes you to be Easy. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you are thinking of is how to go to work. You come back, you are too tired. You live like that in a cycle. The enemy keeps prevailing. The enemy keeps winning. It is important that you understand this, that fellowship with God on a day-to-day -day basis is a platform for a refocus. Every day we spend with him, there's a refocus. Our focus on the right thing is strengthened. Our appetite for the things that truly matter is strengthened. It is important that you do not deviate from this. God wants you every day. He wants to help you. He wants to help you to strengthen your focus on the things that truly matter so that the enemy does not prevail. So every day, as you wake up in the morning, by 3 a.m., by 4 a.m., depending on the time that you agree, you know, to wake up every morning, spend time, quality time, not just some two minutes talk with Jesus, spend time, talk to your father, commit your ways to him, focus on his word, study the word of God, meditate on it, let the word of God speak to you. As you engage in this as a discipline, it helps you to identify distractions from a distance, to say, this one is not for me, this one not now, this one not me. It's extremely important that we understand this. Number three, a major secret to identifying and overcoming distraction consider things deeply before committing yourself to it consider things deeply before committing yourself to it don't allow people put you under pressure anyone who cannot wait for you to make up your mind on issues is not looking out for your interest when somebody tells you you must make the decision now you must make the decision now. Anyone who cannot wait for you to make up your mind on issues is not looking out for your interest. Whatever you cannot think through is probably too good to be true. Whatever does not accommodate you to think, to reflect, to weigh options, 
probably is too good to be true. Consider things deeply so you don't fall for distractions. Consider things. Pray through things. Commit it to God. Consider things deeply before you make your decisions. Listen, when people put you under pressure to make a decision, you put them under pressure to wait. Put them under pressure to give you time. Put them under pressure to wait. And you will see time reveals intentions. Time reveals motive. Time always reveals the genuine or the corrupt intentions of people. When people put you under pressure to make decisions, you also put them under pressure to wait for you. To make up your mind at your own time. You need to be careful of the kind of people who always put you under pressure always put you under pressure their aim is to fight your clarity and your sense of orderliness and sense of good judgment they want you to make a decision now follow them to this place now travel with them to this place now invest your money in this thing now they don't give you time to think they don't give you time to make a clear judgment they always want you to do things now 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 if you want to prevail over distractions consider things deeply before committing yourself to it before committing your resources to it is extremely important that you learn how to deal with pressure with wisdom how to deal with pressure with wisdom and with discipline don't allow the demands of people make you live contrary to your destiny don't allow don't allow the demands of people make you live contrary to your vision don't allow the demands of people make you live opposite of what God has asked you to do. You see, to a large extent, friends, how a person handles pressure reveals and speaks so much about them. How a person handles pressure reveals a lot about them. It reveals a lot about their character. So please, your real character, your real wisdom is revealed in pressure. So when people put you under pressure, please take your time to investigate, research, think deeply, ask God questions. If you've got mentors, speak with them, seek counsel before committing yourself, committing your resources, committing your energy to things that you may later regret, you know, doing. Another secret to overcoming distraction is this. Follow your heart, not people's opinions learn discipline yourself follow your heart be intentional about how you want to live your life I haven't settled it in the place of prayer settled it with God be intentional be deliberate be consciously guided by the word of God don't feel ashamed for following God don't feel ashamed for embracing the ways of God. Don't let people box you into doing things. Don't let people's expectations of you influence and control what you do with your life and what you do with your resources. Don't live to impress people while depressing yourself. Don't live to make people happy while you are unhappy. It is important you learn this. If you're going to prevail over distractions that the enemy orchestrates, follow your heart, not people's opinions. Follow your agreement with God. Follow the ways of God. Follow the word of God. Do not allow the words of people, the expectations of people, determine how you live. There are lots of people today who are living all kinds of terrible, funny lives because of the opinions of people. You are living in a particular apartment because of people's opinions. You are doing certain things, driving a particular car because of people's opinion. You want to create a perception or you want to sustain a perception. It's extremely important. Follow your heart. Don't live to impress people. Don't live for people. Live for yourself. Live to honor God. Live to glorify God. Live to fulfill destiny. It's extremely important. Don't live to impress people while depressing yourself. If you're going to prevail over distractions of the devil, it's extremely important that this becomes a major part of your life. Don't live to impress people. Live for yourself. Be happy. Be truly happy. And those who care about your happiness will have no problem with you living your life at your pace. The next as important, if you must prevail over distraction, live life one day at a time. Live life one day at a time. Listen, you are not being lazy if you can't do too many things at the same time. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't allow any person make you feel something is wrong with you. If you are focused on one thing, 
There's nothing wrong with it. Don't allow people put so much on you at the same time. And before you know it, you have lost track, you have lost focus on the things that truly matter. Live life one day at a time. If you've got strength for taking so much at the same time, nothing is wrong with it. That's a blessing. Live life at that pace. Enjoy destiny. Fulfill purpose. But if you cannot do more than one thing at a time, it's still okay. Live life one day at a time. Don't carry too much on yourself at the same time. Else you lose focus, you lose energy, you lose resources for the things that really don't matter. So be careful how you put yourself under pressure because some things are really not worth it. They are not worth it. It's extremely important that you embrace this principle, live life one day at a time, follow your heart, not people's opinions. Also very importantly, consider things deeply before committing your resources, committing your energy, committing your time to it. And also we said, give priority to your relationship and your fellowshiping with God on a daily basis. When you become a stranger to the presence of God, you become a stranger to fellowship, you are losing it already. You are already a victim of satanic distractions. And we said also that you must have a clear vision for your life. It's extremely important that you embrace this principle because these are the things that the Lord wanted me to share with you today. If you must prevail over distractions, if you must win over distractions, embrace this counsel. It will help you identify distraction. It will help you prevail so you can live a fulfilled life. So you will not end up where others ended. So you can look back and you'll be grateful to God on how he has helped you with focus, with discipline, to focus on the things that truly matter. I want to encourage you to please listen to this message again and again, play it again and again, because every time you play it, it will speak to you on a different level. And I believe that a new season has begun for you from today. From today, God's wisdom will continually guide you from today. God will help you to make the right choices. God will help you to have the right people in your life. God will help you by his wisdom and as you embrace his discipline. Because it's not just enough to say amen to a good prayer. There are the disciplines to embrace. You must come under the wisdom of God. You must submit yourself to the ways of God. And you will live a life of flourishing, a life of testimony. I pray for you today. Everyone is watching me in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will end well in life. I pray for everyone who's watching me right now. You will win in life in the name of Jesus. I decree that the wisdom of God will help you. It will help you overcome every trap of the wicked in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will not be a victim of satanic manipulation in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will not waste your destiny on the altar of distractions in the name of Jesus. May the hand of the Lord lead you. May the voice of the Lord guide you in the name of Jesus. And I decree that whoever has been projected and positioned around you from the pit of hell to make you derail, to make you live a distracted life, today they are disconnected from you in the name of Jesus. I don't know how long they have been in your life, but today by the power of the Holy Spirit, I orchestrate a disconnect. I orchestrate a disconnect. And I decree that the Lord brings right people into your life beginning from this day begin to attract the right people begin to retain the right people in the name of jesus and i decree a new day begins for you from today do well in life prosper in destiny enjoy clarity in your work with god i decree that it is well with you in jesus precious name we have prayed Amen. And I pray for every member of OFM Joburg who is watching me right now. I decree that God's hand is upon you. May you continually live a different, exceptional, outstanding, phenomenal life. In the name of Jesus, your voice will not be swallowed by another. Your impact will not be swallowed by another. In the name of Jesus, may the hand of the Lord continually make you significant in your generation. In the name of Jesus, for you and everyone connected to you, continue to enjoy the preservation of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I call you blessed, I call you fruitful. In Jesus' name. 
Jesus precious name. Thank you very much dear friends for joining us on the broadcast of today. May I please encourage you once more, play this video again and again. Let it minister to you every time that you watch it, how to prevail over distractions, more so how to identify distractions. I believe a new day has begun for you from today. I pray that you have a great day, Father. May God bless you. May God increase you. May you have a beautiful week. May it be a week loaded with testimonies in the name of Jesus. All through this week, may you enjoy testimonies of the help of God in the name of Jesus. Before you demand, let there be supply. Before you knock, let the doors be opened for you. And for that person who is trusting God for an approval of a document this week, I decree that it is released right now in the name of Jesus. May this be for you a week of a major turnaround. It is well with you in Jesus' precious name. Have a great day, Father. Thank you for joining Dr. Sulia Manuel on today's episode of Power to Excel. We look forward to another inspiring moment with you next time. You can send an email directly to Dr. Sulia Manuel on info at suleyamanuel.com. Till we come your way again, always remember, no matter what anyone is saying against you, so long as they are not God, their words will not stand. God bless you. Power to Excel mobile app. Download the Power to Excel app and begin to enjoy live streams, previously recorded messages of Dr. Sule Emanuel, and many other beautiful contents. Special features of this app. Listen to video and audio versions of all Dr. Sule Emanuel's highly inspiring and empowering sermons. Submit your prayer requests and other requests directly to Dr. Sule Emanuel. Stay up to date with Dr. Sule Emanuel's social media engagements. Enjoy the inspiring one-minute Sule Emanuel Daily podcast. Enjoy access to an audio Bible 24-7 with multiple translations. Share your testimonies and transformation experiences directly with Dr. Sule. Receive push notifications. Make special donations to sustain the blessing of power to excel globally. Connect now with Dr. Sule Emanuel on your favorite devices.